0: We're just going to see what pops up. So, and I'm going to These gonna are like say, Christian questions. So, I'm going to say, why do Christians blank? Okay, why do Christians blank? And I have to and answer. Have to we're going to say, those. so, why do Christians worship on Sunday? Why do Christians pray? Why do Christians eat pork? Why do Christians celebrate Passover? <laughs> why do Christians get baptized? Why do Christians get baptized? That's actually a pretty good question. Because it's kind of weird from the outside.
1: Why do Christians get baptized? Give us like a 10-second answer of why Christians get baptized. You're listening to another episode of the Long Run Podcast, the podcast for young adults helping them navigate life and leverage it for the long run of eternity. I'm Weston Downing, live from Memphis, Tennessee. I've got Robbie Flack across from me. What's up? In the same colored shirt, except mine is a lot better. Yours is that generic Southern brand with some cotton on it. Are mm-hmm. you a cotton farmer? Are you a farmer? You're from Kansas, do y'all? I'm from... What, do y'all even farm out there? <laughs> we grow a lot of wheat. We don't grow a lot of cotton. Y'all I, grow a lot of weed? What did you wheat, say? Wheat. Oh, Wheat. We, we thin- I'm gonna be
0: I'm gonna be totally honest and transparent here. When I first moved to Memphis, I actually didn't know that people still grew
1: cotton in the United States. You're, and then I started seeing just, all these cotton fields. You make me sick. I know. You know my grandmother. She picked cotton over in the great state of Arkansas. Wow. Grew up picking cotton, and that's what I've got on is my Arkansas Razorback. Go hogs. Go hogs. You know, there's actually a. It's kind of it comes full circle here because your wife, yeah, went to I'm the University a, of Arkansas. I'm married to raise back. so she's been saved since like she was zero, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> <she>, from <laughs> the moment she stepped on
0: campus, she was right, ordained well, to go uh, to Arkansas. You know, enough All right, about, the enough about the <laughs> University of Arkansas. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've got
1: an intense episode today.
0: Different, yeah. So what we, what's done. our plan today?
1: Well, we are doing a Q and A episode. Which is what you do when you don't have anything else planned for the week. <laughs> actually, you know, we did have this planned. We've actually got a lot of good questions. We do. We've got a lot of
0: good callers. You know, we've covered a bunch of topics. You know, we've, we've covered a lot of intense ones. Uh, so we thought it'd be cool to, instead of, you know, doing one topic for a while, like a whole episode, we'd just do a bunch of topics and go rapid fire and just kind of give the people what they want, you know? What do the people itch, want? Itch where the people are scratching, as I like to say. Well, where is the itch? How are we starting this thing? I don't thing? know. That's a great question. We do have some questions that people gave us. Uh, so am I asking you questions? Ask how are we it. doing this? Okay. No. Here's how we're going to start, actually, before we get to those. We do have some really good questions, but before we get to those, we're going to do something stupid. Uh, <laughs> I, I. I have some questions for you, actually. Oh. Uh, I'm honored. So, so, you know, I thought this would be fun. So, you know how Google, if you just pull up a Google search bar and you type something in it, will like predictively, you know, cite what you're going to no, do. Yeah, yeah. And those Fill are like the most popular the, yeah. ones. Uh, so, I thought it would be fun just to type some stuff into Google and just see what they say. So, I'm going to type. This is what I got to answer. I'm going to type stuff into Google and then you're going to answer the questions that Google, people on Google are actually Well, asking.
1: you know, I'm a wealth of knowledge, wisdom, and Bible all right so Bible we're just knowledge. i don't even know we're just gonna see what pops up so and i'm these gonna are like say Christian
0: questions so i'm gonna say why do christians blank okay why do christians blank and i have to and answer I have to we're gonna answers. say so why do christians worship on sunday why do christians pray why do christians eat pork why do christians celebrate passover <laughs> why do christians get baptized why do christians get baptized that's actually a pretty good question Because it's kind of weird from the outside. Why do Christians get baptized? Give us like a 10-second answer of why
1: Christians get baptized. Well, one, it's modeled from the Scripture that after somebody was saved and was born again, that there was a symbolism that they would be dunked in water to symbolize that their old self has died and their new self has been, or you've been, as they say, buried in Christ, but you're now raised to new life. So the old self has passed away but the new self has come through
0: there the power you know. of the
1: Spirit, and there's something to do with the water. Like You've been cleansed of your sins, in a way. Mm. That's a good question, I put you on the spot with that one.
0: All right, I'm gonna tough. put I'm in, is it, a sin, is it a sin to, on, on this week's episode of the game show, is it a sin to get a tattoo? Is it a sin to cuss? Is it a sin to smoke?
1: Am I answering is it a sin, all these? Is it a
0: sin to smoke weed? Is it a sin to smoke weed? That's your question.
1: Is it a sin to smoke weed? Yep. Well, the few times that I... I'm just I don't, I've don't i never smoked weed, actually.
0: Okay. That's not what I asked you, but... <laughs>
1: is it a sin to smoke weed? Well, let's think about this. Is weed, is smoking or getting high, is that ever mentioned in the Bible? No, I don't know. <laughs> well, I would say it's not ever mentioned in the Bible. Now, I don't, don't think so. Now, the listeners be warned. Uh, this may or may not be a correct answer, but Robbie, you have to correct me. Is it a sin to smoke weed? Well, some folks might say in Genesis, you've been given domain over all the plants, right? Some might say that, and that might be an argument for smoking weed. But I will say if every time you smoke weed, if you are of, not of sober mind, as Scripture says— Because Scripture says, like, do not be drunk with wine, be of sober mind. So if you do anything that would impair your judgment, if you willingly seek pleasure over having a sober mind, where it makes you a different person and different cognitive ability and thinking, I would say, yes, that's a sin. And because, to be honest, Scripture says, is it in Romans? Anything not done in faith is a sin. So i probably already Mm -hmm. sinned 20 times in this room you know so it's it's very interesting mm. that's it's kind of a hard question it is hard what do you think i mean i would say
0: most yeah mostly yes, <laughs> mostly yes. <laughs> but why uh, if it's not
1: specifically, specifically mentioned in scripture yeah ooh yeah it's a lot easier when you just give me a yeah or nay huh yeah uh i guess that's all I you asked me the though. reason
0: i would say is you know it says don't be mastered by anything Ooh. And I, I think like, and it says, "Do not get drunk on wine." So, you know, Paul was specifically saying, like, "Don't get drunk because that puts you in a frame of mind which leads to debauchery." Basically, like, leads you. What does debauchery mean? Like sinful acts. Like that's what debauchery means. I mean, that's not the definition. Is it like habitual it,
1: sinful acts?
0: Uh, just like acting a fool. That's what I would. <laughs> that's your definition, Paul. You're, <laughs> don't be acting a fool. Uh, so I feel like I have. Neither n- I have not smoked weed either, uh, but I would say I don't think you can <laughs> smoke weed and your not wife. get high. <laughs> so in the difference would be you can you can drink alcohol and and drink in moderation and mm-hmm. like just but like I don't know that I think people smoke weed to get high, but that's different than people don't smoke weed or drink, drink to get drunk. That. You know, it's like not every time, drunkenness is a sin, but a lot of times, yeah, 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 no. But I'm saying Christians, so that's what I think the difference between weed and
1: and uh alcohol what do you classify getting buzzed as is that of sober mind do you think that's being mastered by anything if you want to get a buzz with alcohol because some people you can get a buzz with weed right yeah i don't know just don't do it this is just what i hear on the street just don't do it because so the next podcast episode we need to like experiment right so we need to test (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know
0: about that
1: we will all get fired
0: (laughs) all right well we should move on to our listener questions they are (laughs)
1: way better than these all right. First question for you, Robbie. All right. From our listener, Jackson, who is calling from Covington, Tennessee. We actually, actually, we called him right before this episode. Uh, Jackson asked, how do you try to reach people that are in a party life style, but you don't want to get pulled into that lifestyle as well? And mm-hmm. by reach, he would probably mean, you know, share the gospel with them, help them get them back to following Christ if yeah. they were a Christian.
0: That's good. And I think a lot of people, especially younger folks, are going to be more in this stage of life. Like this was big for me in college because I was in a fraternity. I was a new Christian. Uh, everybody around me was partying. So I think there's, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, the verse of about, you know, be in the world, but not of it. Um, you know, Jesus, like he he ate with tax collectors and Pharisees. Like Jesus was very much friends with people of the world, but he wasn't influenced by them. So I think the goal for Christians is to be as close as you can with people that are in the world. Like, so when I was, for instance, when I was in my fraternity, like I tried to be friends with all the, you know, all the lost guys, Try to go to all the parties, like be as close as I could with them. Um, but obviously not do what they do. So they would still mm-hmm. look at my life and be like, man, you know, hopefully they would see like Robbie's different. He's not doing these things. They may not have understood why, um, but, uh, you know, you want your life to be set apart, but that doesn't mean you set yourself apart from them like completely like the Pharisees would. Right. That you want to be like Jesus and be um, be in the world, be among the world, um, become like them to win, you know, win some, as Paul would talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, that would
1: be kind of some things that I would say. It can become very easy to be influenced. I mean, it's, I mean, it's easy to be influenced by those around you, especially mm-hmm. if you're the outlier and you hang around you're going to conform to naturally what your environment is and your group of friends or whoever you hang out with so yeah it definitely is hard don't put yourself in
0: those situations if you're still like going to be tempted to fall into sin obviously um, that's
1: a good measurement it's like if you like asking yourself will i face temptation if i go into this environment hmm and it's not how much can t- temptation can i face but it's if i will face it in this environment then it's probably best i don't go there yeah And then I would say,
0: lastly, you know, you probably have the most opportunity to minister for the gospel when your life is the most different than the people you're around. So if you're around people that are partying all the time and you're not, there's going to be, they're going to ask you about it, like why you don't do certain things. And then those are perfect opportunities to share the gospel.
1: That's good. That's good. Next question. All right.
0: Do I get to ask one? Sure. Why not? All right. Well, uh, this is the question of what? They specifically asked for two pieces of advice, so we shall give them what they want. <laughs> we uh, count the what people. two pieces of advice would you give your 18-year-old self? And in the parentheses they say, and buying Apple stock does not count. So you can't say that. But is there two pieces of advice you'd give your 18-year-old self?
1: Two pieces of advice I would give How old my- are you?
0: Like, 24? Nine- oh. <laughs> Did you say 19. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't have to go back too far.
1: 18-year-old self,
0: uh, one would be. So you're like graduating (laughs) high school at this
1: point, about to start college. I would say think really hard about what you want to do next. Most people do. Some people don't. I probably thought about it as much as I thought about what I was going to eat for breakfast the next morning. Okay. Which is fine. You got to go somewhere, right? If you don't know, just take a step. So you were just kind of like doing stuff because of whatever. Actually, I'll reverse that. I will say to my 18-year-old self, don't be so quick to just pick one thing to stick to. Mm. And I'm thinking more in terms of like career, vocation, and direction. If you're not totally sure, be okay with trying a few different things. Yeah. Because I think it's so easy for the 18-year-old or even the 22-year-old graduating college. You look to your left and your right, and maybe you've got people that are just, you would just label them, they're successful. They got things that you don't have, whether it's... You know, a girlfriend, wife, a really good stable job that they want to work at this company for so many years, but you know, you don't want that, but you're not sure what you want, but you got to be okay with trying a bunch of different things to help figure that out. Mm -hmm. What about you? What would you tell your 18 year old self? Yeah, I was trying to think.
0: I mean, a lot of it would be, don't try to create or find your identity and what other people think of me. Mm -hmm. but find it like find your identity in christ Mm -hmm. uh would be a big one because i think i spent a lot of times just trying to fit in in college you know trying to do what everybody else did find my identity in like grades or leadership or you know friends or whatever um but just finding your identity in christ and his unconditional love for you
1: right in ecclesiastes it talks about there's a time for everything and it goes through different things There's, Mm -hmm. there's a time to move a time to settle down a time to die a time for this and that and like just value know at 18 that you have so much margin in your life versus where you'll be 10 years from now when you're 28 so take the time to like i mean yeah like if you're following christ like leverage it do things and take experiences and stuff that will grow you and stretch you do some hard things go on that mission trip like like, why not like you know because we'll pray so hard oh lord you know do i need to go on the short-term mission trip well he's told you to go to the nations (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if you can why not so why not you know just different experience i mean we're both big on yeah that's huge doing hard things that's good we have
0: to our wiser 18 year old selves do those hard things
1: all right all right i got a question. question uh next question uh from ryan here in memphis he said he he still has not got his formal invites to the podcast. That's not really a question, Ryan. That's a statement. That's a statement, but don't worry. We'll have you on soon. Uh, next question from Alex Morrison, who I would say is from Kansas City, but now I know he's in Turkey somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Alex says... Our international question hotline. <laughs> Our international question hotline is, he said, please send food. I don't know if that's another statement. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Alex, Care package coming your way, Alex. We love you. This is going back to more evangelism like our first question. He says, what is and what is not evangelism? Essentially, wait. Okay, I should have edited this question because I'm reading. He asks, what must be communicated in evangelism? And what are some common misconceptions or mistakes people make Mm -hmm. uh, in evangelism?
0: Ooh, that's good. So kind of two-part question. Pretty much. Double up here. I really like the framework of there's a book called what is the gospel by Greg Gilbert little little book kind of <laughs> outlines the gospel give it a read um, but he gives a little framework for the gospel and I think this works well because he defines and he does this in um, the book evangelism there's another uh, little book called just evangelism Um I forget who it's by. I'll need to come back to you on that. Um, But he basically says the gospel is four, there's four aspects or four parts of the gospel, four components. So God, man, Christ response. And I like those thinking through that grid because you got to talk about how God is holy. Man is sinful. Christ uh, paid the penalty uh, for our sin. And then we respond in repentance and faith. So to his question about what is evangelism, it's communicating the gospel with the aim to persuade is a good definition um, that I've used for, for a while um, from that same book. So it's like, you got to have all four of those aspects. Cause if you take away any of those four God, man, Christ response, if one of them's taken out, you don't have the full gospel. So it's communicating the good news uh, of uh, God, man, and Christ. And then you're asking that person to respond. So you have to ask for for them to make a response to the good news. Um, So I would say that's what would be communicated in the gospel and then like what it is. What was the second half of that
1: question? What are some common misconceptions or mistakes people make in evangelism? And I got to say, like, there's grace for here. There's no perfect way to share the gospel. There's different methods and tricks that have been around for a long time and that change and there's different fads and trends and drawings and stuff you can do but in a sense at a core you do have to have the gospel in evangelism and one evangelist I like he puts it just in you had four parts and then I'm going to even make it shorter to two to have the gospel which is the good news that obviously Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you could be with God know God and go to heaven Mm -hmm. and that he rose from the dead defeating death altogether to have that good news, you have to have the bad news, which you already stated, which is uh, the state of sin in the world and man. And so you definitely, I think in America, one thing I learned from being on campus the past few years of school and sharing the gospel is like, people will come up to you, and we've talked about here this idea of being a good person. Yeah, And, of course, people can say, you know, I'm just, you hear it all the time, well, I'm just trying to be a better person. And they can mean that in a very Uh, light way. But at the heart of it, it might be a very deep, spiritual, moralistic, you know, how can I do a lot of good deeds so Mm -hmm. I can win the favor of God? And a lot of people walking around, like they'll say they're a sinner, but then they'll right behind that say, well, they think they have to be a good person to get to heaven. Yeah. And I'm like, you just said you're a sinner though. And there's this like, there's this, (laughs) there's this gap and understanding of sinner means no you can't like you're you're a wretch mm-hmm. <laughs> when you put it in that it's like oh that's a little more colorful and so common misconception is evangelism is honestly I feel like a majority of my evangelism in American culture in a churched American culture is 90% trying to explain to people how sinful they are Yeah, which sounds like oh well, that sounds judgmental well it's like look I'm in the same boat But, you know, as this evangelist would put it or whatever, if a house was on fire and someone kicked in the door, grabbed you and drug you out on your front lawn, how mad would you be? (laughs) You know, would you be cussing them out? You'd be yelling, you'd be freaking out until you saw the house was on fire. Mm -hmm. And so it's that idea of like, until somebody has a need for a Savior, well, they won't really need a Savior. Or as Scripture tells us, they won't have a godly sorrow that leads to repentance, Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good.
0: I think that's I mean there's probably two One, well the probably the biggest uh you know, I guess problem in evangelism or whatever is just not doing it. So that's probably my <laughs> that's biggest really good, question. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I don't yeah. sh- I don't share the gospel as much as I should. The same. Um don't I don't take the opportunities that are put in front of me. Um but then I think the what you just talked about is so key. It's like we just kind of we want to gloss over the bad news to get to the good news, I think a lot of the times because it's not fun to like tell someone they're a sinner um, and that they're under the wrath of God. We want to like tell them the good news. We want to get to Jesus so quick that we gloss over that, which you just talked about. So, but yeah, you got to get them lost before you can get them saved. Mm, that's as I good. Talked
1: about. All right, got that's another good. question for you, Robbie. All this right. is uh, from Hutch in Rosemark, Tennessee. What's a good spiritual habit you wish you would have started earlier? I feel like I know what you're going to say.
0: What am I gonna say?
1: Oh, I know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> push ups. That's <laughs> not what I was gonna say. <laughs> scripture memory push ups.
0: <laughs> yep, absolutely. I mean, this one is like I don't even have to think about it. It's just scripture memory, hands down, no question. I think hand or I, I think scripture memory is the most bang for your buck of any spiritual discipline because you're reading the word you're like taking it in it's becoming part of you i heard somebody say the other day if you want god to speak to you memorize scripture mm. and i thought that was so good um because he was talking about how he was just like walking around and then he was convicted about something in the moment he's and he's like god wouldn't have been able to use that scripture to speak to me if i didn't have it memorized and so it's like it's basically giving god ammunition
1: to speak to you through his word
0: but the, yeah scripture memory for sure what about you
1: uh, probably scripture memory. I really didn't even take it serious till probably a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right though. You, I, you you make a good point. I've never heard you say that. It's the biggest bang for your buck. You typically mm-hmm. would draw the little turkey hand. You know the turkey, like in kindergarten, you put your hand down and draw a turkey. The turkey. Hand. What's the Bible hand you draw? The word hand. Yeah. The word hand. <laughs> read. <laughs> so Each finger is yeah. Read. Uh, Explain it. Come on now. Give us. These people can't see our hands. Oh, that you're They'll right. They're watching. So us.
0: if you look at your five fingers. Uh, the pinky is read the word and then you've got your next finger is, uh, hear the word and then your middle finger study the word. And then you've got, uh, memorize the word is your index finger. And then your thumb is meditate on the word. And so the cool thing is like, you can meditate like your thumb can touch all of them. So like you meditate on all of those, when you're reading the word, when you're hearing it taught to you or preached to you, when you're studying it and then when you're memorizing it um but you know memorization is the one thing that like especially if you say them out loud you're doing literally all of those things all at the same time
1: so that's why i said biggest bang for your buck mm, i've never thought about that that is the biggest bang for your buck scripture memory yeah. go memorize some scripture what are you memorizing right now <laughs> uh what are you I'll, what are you joshua 1 8 right now what are you <laughs> meditating on that's good let the book of the law scripture, not depart from your mouth scripture drop but meditate uh, on day and night
0: I am so I was just memorizing just put it in Hebrews 13:5 the other day. We were, I was working on Philippians with a couple of guys for a long time and y'all give up. I we made it pretty far. Sadly, I have slacked on <laughs> reviewing that, so I don't know it as well as I I should. But uh yeah, Hebrews 13:5 uh Sick, keep cool. your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's good. That's been big for me lately. Cool. All right. Next question. Uh, Let's ask this one from uh, Cliff. Okay. So Cliff Cliff wrote in. Cliff. Cliff, like jumping off a a cliff. He said, all of my friends are getting married. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I understand, Cliff. A lot of my friends are married. But... I haven't found the right one. One is all caps. The one. I have right. not found the the right one for me. Am I going to be single forever? Is online dating okay for a Christian? Mm. Thank you, Cliff, for writing that in. We appreciate <laughs> your submission. Uh, Weston.
1: Gosh. Do I have to answer this? Yes. All right. I'm single.
0: Cliff would be so offended if you didn't answer his question.
1: <laughs> Cliff is married. This is a joke. All my friends are getting married. He but wanted I- you to answer this all my friends are getting married obviously he did but I haven't found the right one so the question is are you going to be single forever you know probably, <laughs>
0: probably. let's just be honest
1: statistically speaking no
0: yes you're correct Statist- statistically, statistically, speaking, speaking, what was statistically
1: that? <laughs> speaking no I'm not gonna be single forever, <laughs> forever another good, is a long time for, for, banana, banana. Oh, you know, Chris Brown. Is online dating okay for a Christian? Is online dating okay for a Christian? Actually... That's a zinger. Well, it's it's a sin, first of all, because... What? I'm just... What? <laughs> uh, this episode is brought is to it? you by ChristianMingle.com.
0: It, he asked, is it okay? <laughs> is Christian it okay?
1: Mingle. Yeah, Christian dating online is okay. Um, is it... But even though, I'll quote Paul, even though it's permissible... Is it beneficial? Okay. Okay. So is online dating okay? Well, what is online dating okay? If that means like meet online, then you go on a first date because you live in the same area or you're within driving distance or like whatever. I mean, I don't see anything should wrong. Should Christians with that. be on Tinder and Bumble? Well, and that's, that's a good other question. L- like, can I finish answering this? Is online dating? I felt like
0: you were kind of done with. You were
1: look. I've seen people meet online. I'm going to, I'm going to these to this couple's house tonight. They met online. There you and go. And they're both go to the same church. They love Christ. They're following the Lord, and it worked out okay. So, hmm. and there was no sin, hmm. like with just from dating online or meeting online. Like you know, like I'm, I'm not. You know what I mean? That's not a sinful meeting. Somebody. I'm trying to say meeting online and going to <laughs> date. It's not a sin. That's what I'm saying. Gosh, okay. Be careful with the words like here. What,
0: but what about? Do you think there's a difference between like dating sites like Christian Mingle or so, Match or whatever? I, uh, right. There's a bunch of them, or like Tinder or Tinder. Like swipe swipe yeah, right,
1: swipe right. I mean, definitely Tinder. I've never been on Tinder. I've never had a Tinder account, I'm, and I'm proud to say that. Uh, <laughs> Don't ask me what, in a year from now. What
0: a thing to be proud of! Yeah,
1: ask me in a year from now, and I uh, congratulations. Desperate. I'll be that. more. I'll be twenty times des- more desperate next year. Um, I mean, if you're on an app where the like you know the purpose. Of, I mean, you know why you're on an app, and you know what an app is known for. Yeah. If the purpose or what it's known for, and your intention is to hook up, mm-hmm. one night stand, whatever that be, and it's there, and Christ ain't in it yeah you're not really you're not seeking somebody that really loves yeah, Christ in marriage right. like no mm-hmm. no it's not okay well and if you're looking i mean christians should date to try to
0: find a godly spouse that's probably not going to be who you would find on on those sites i would also mm-hmm. just say yeah. i mean i'm a fan of online dating i think dating. T- I t- Tinder's think it's fine
1: like, i think tinder's just like walking in the dark man
0: well i just think like okay what's the uh with tinder for instance like you're only going off what what does this person look like
1: is that really then, the only information you have? I mean, have? pretty much. You just, you're
0: like looking at their picture and you're like. So how does it work? So, I mean, if if the one degree of, uh, I don't know, I actually haven't been on it, uh, but I don't even know what it <laughs> we is. We need to get somebody uh, that's been on here. Call right. somebody. <laughs> Nobody wants to be like, my Tinder experience. I mean, maybe they would. So uh, it's like hot or not. But it Yeah, basically. some like, yeah. I think online dating is great. Expands your pool yeah. of potential people. Well, that's completely people. shallow. But it's like, but you got to, you got to base it off more criteria than just, like, are they hot, you know?
1: Right. I mean, what does so it say? That's what. I, that's all I would say.
0: Charm. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. That's it. But that's a woman it. who fears the Lord is to be praised. That's
1: exactly right.
0: Beauty is fleeting. I always say uh, beauty is a depreciating asset. Yeah. Gravity.
1: Or gravity. It's
0: <laughs> matching. The says. best you will look. Gravity wins.
1: The best you will look is on your wedding day. And then it just gets, I mean, it really goes downhill after that. I think I was past
0: my prime even on my wedding day well so I was already going I'm I'm still in my Amazon Prime right now so Chelsea's still marrying me though All right, let's move on Um,
1: probably got one or two more questions here so it's actually my turn here (laughs) oh did you have one
0: huh you think you asked two in a row last time no (laughs) you. whatever I'm gonna ask this one from our buddy London which I thought this was a great question Tough one, but good. So, do people who never hear about Jesus still go to hell when they die? You're asking me that? Yeah, that's a deep question. I know. That's why
1: we're doing this.
0: I mean, we ain't gonna just pass up questions because well, they're
1: tough. That's true. Yeah, That's true. That would be people the that easy have never heard. Out. People define, would explain
0: people. People never. who I think what he meant was if someone, let's say, they live in a, an unreached country, they've literally, let's say in this, scenario they've literally never heard of Jesus. Are they still, like, do they still go to hell? Are they still punished for their sins, even though they never had an opportunity to trust in Christ?
1: Well, I mean, what would you say? The Bible speaks about, of course, the obvious, that the wages of sin is death. So everybody's guilty already on the earth. And then was it Romans chapter 1? Oh, creation. Ooh, I'm going to butcher the quote of that real quick. In a sense, Romans chapter one talks about God's creation is already uh, bore witness mm-hmm. uh, to that to Him and to that there is the existence of a God of God in a way, yeah, and that everyone is guilty in so a sense. So they're without excuse. Yeah, they're made without school, uh, excuse. What verse is that? Romans chapter one. Can I just read it because this is a big question? Sure. What do you know? What verse it is in chapter uh, one? I'm just, Eighteen. You know, I got to do that F search. You know. Are you sure it's eighteen? No. From not ashamed, the wrath of God. Is, oh yeah, uh, chapter one, verse eighteen. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse nineteen. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. So that people are without excuse. So that from what has been made, creation has bore witness to his eternal power and divine nature. Those have been clearly seen, which are God's invisible qualities that have been around since the creation of the world. Mm -hmm. So we know people, man is sinful and it needs a savior. And we know John 14, 6, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. So Jesus is the bridge or the key to the Father, which is in heaven so you have to have the key you have mm-hmm. to have Jesus and without him it already says everyone's already guilty and only only through Jesus will be the bridge will be the the narrow path yeah that leads to everlasting life so based off scripture yes yes people that have never heard um the gospel will go to hell yeah which is and these are people that don't they, they're they called unreached uh, mm-hmm. people that are these unreached people groups concentrated in areas like the Middle East and India. And the, yeah. if you're familiar with the 1040 window and we're running out of time here, but these are people that have no access to the gospel, meaning, yeah, there's probably somebody that's never heard of the name of Jesus in the United States, but they're around people that can tell them. These mm-hmm. are people that have no one around them to tell them. Yeah. um. And it's, I mean, I think it says a
0: lot more about Christians and their failure to take the gospel to the nations than anything. Yeah. But I think it's good, you know, if you could answer a question with the question, well, why do people go to hell? And we go to hell as God's wrath against our sin, not because we haven't heard of the cure. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So. That's a good point. Um, yeah, right. Same as like. Because God can't withhold the wrath. Yeah. That's why he had to pour mm-hmm. it out and kill his son. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why people go to hell. And then, yeah, the the only way that the the Bible talks about us being saved is through faith in Christ. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it doesn't know. I mean, it's a pretty slippery slope into universalism if you try to, um, you know, move move away from that. You know, you already said it, but Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." So, faith in Christ. Um, I think. Go read uh, Acts 10, where it talks about Cornelius. Like, he was really godly, but he still needed Peter to come share the gospel
1: with him. That, that's a good story in Acts that talks about that topic. And uh, I'll end it with this. Use the gospel where I have to Google the – I still don't butcher the verse. And I'll end with this. I think it's so cool. That, uh, I think this is impactful for young adults. And like I said, I'll end with this. But people that have never heard the gospel – I mean, this was Paul's charge, his goal, his you know, his everything he wanted to do in his being. Romans fifteen twenty. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Like he mm-hmm. made it his ambition. People talk that ambition is bad. Yeah, worldly ambition and selfish ambition is bad. Mm-hmm. But ambition in and of itself is not bad. Because I think I've read it on Desiring God or from Piper that we even have a holy ambition yeah you know with our life it's good so that's cool well we ended on more of a heavy note but that was a fun q a episode
0: yeah that went quick those were some good questions i enjoyed that
1: yeah this was really fun hopefully we'll get to do it again soon we appreciate you guys for hanging with us throwing not those good questions if you have anything else any other topics you think we should discuss on this episode hey you know hit us up in the comments below and as always we will see you again next week see ya see ya